I just got off a conference call in which one of the intended attendees, well, she's from Texas. She couldn't make it because her power was out. I'm sure we've all seen the headlines that Texas is suffering a lot of extremely cold, all the snow. It's very cold there. And before I say anything else, just to make sure we all understand each other, there are helpless people suffering there. I empathize with them. I feel compassion to them. I support helping them. None of what I'm saying here is about individuals. It's about a system. If we want to prevent future suffering, we have to look at systems. That's not ignoring present pain or loss. It's preventing future pain and loss. In this call that I was just on, one person had been in touch with a Texas person. She, the woman who was on the call, told us of ice forming inside the house of the person in Texas and other problems. Maybe pipes are going to freeze. The present attendees of this conference call, they lamented each mention of a problem as if this woman in Texas were suffering some horrible hardship. Yes, it's going to be cold there. Yes, she's without power. For tens of thousands of years, humans have lived without power, including in the cold, including sudden unexpected cold. Is it not obvious that what we call technology and innovation has made us dependent, needy, and the opposite of resilient, and therefore the opposite of free? I'll repeat that people in hospitals, homeless, elderly, and others have always needed extra help, and they do today. Nothing of what I'm saying suggests neglecting them, blaming them, or depriving them from the help that they need. On the contrary, fixing systems so that people who don't need that help won't be taking resources that could go to them and will end up helping them more, not less. But this woman on the call also talked about a Texas friend tweeting. However spotty, she has the internet. Let's talk systems. The New York Times headline yesterday said, A glimpse of America's future. Climate change means trouble for power grids. And the subtitle said, Systems. Again, systems. This is what I'm talking about. Systems are designed to handle spikes in demand, but the wild and unpredictable weather linked to global warming will very likely push grids beyond their limits. That was the New York Times. Back to me now. While the proximal reasons of the problems may be technical, the systemic cause is our dual focuses on meeting demand no matter what and growth, but not focusing on resilience. We've developed systems that we will meet your demand. We will have uptime no matter what. And when we grow, we will meet more of that. But also, when we have all the power we want, we'll grow. That means growth in population and growth in consumption. Again, the result is that when demand is always met, we will grow population and consumption both until we hit problems like this. Then we build more capacity and the cycle continues. The problem? One, these things will always happen. And if we always build more peaker plants, the most polluting things, and we always build more no matter what, for one thing, it pollutes a lot. Most of the world does not have 99% uptime like we do, and they don't pollute anywhere like we do. It costs a lot to go from 99.99% uptime to 99.999% uptime. But we do it every time. By contrast, the savings to go from 99.99 uptime to 99.9, that is to say one less nine at the end, is also huge. Most of the world does fine with well under 99%, well below what we have. And we could too, if we built our systems and our lives to handle power going down sometimes, even unpredictably, even under great cold. Again, hospitals, elderly and needy would need special treatment, yes. That can be built into the system. But the rest of us, which is most people, could reduce our needs and learn from how people lived all the time for hundreds of thousands of years and how most people live today who live happy, fulfilling lives with longevity and health 
but don't pollute anywhere near as much as we do and don't need as much as we do. In fact, they're probably healthier for being less needy. If we built for resilience both our lives and our systems, we would save tons of money, live healthier, and pollute a lot less. I believe we'd also learn to treat nature with a bit more humility and respect, and I think we'd enjoy it more. I'm not just speculating here. I'm speaking from experience, and my experience with resilience and handling cold and things like that is much less. I mean, this is nothing compared to most people, but listen to my episode on why I unplugged my refrigerator. It's been unplugged since mid-November. I didn't do it because I expected my power savings would amount to anything divided by 7.8 billion. That's trivial. I did it because other cultures around the world, as well as humans for hundreds of thousands of years, thrived without any electrical power whatsoever. While some disasters like Vesuvius erupting, we can't defend ourselves against, we can prepare for cold without polluting more every single time. My main results for unplugging my fridge? More delicious food from increasing my skills and experience preparing food without using a fridge all the time. Saving money. Increasing my freedom. Decreasing my neediness. Is there anything less attractive in a person than them being needy? Have you ever heard someone say, oh, you'll love so-and-so. They're so needy. They're so entitled. When we're needy, we don't realize it. It helps us to step outside and realize, oh, we're really needy. We're not very resilient. We're not very free. Again, repeating my compassion for helpless people in pain now, whose rescue and support I support in the moment, I suggest seeing this weather as impetus to make your life more resilient, less needy, to support a power grid more resilient and less brittle, and a culture not so entitled, spoiled, dependent, and needy that its answer to everything is something polluting more, deepening that entitlement and spoiledness. If you can't live without power dropping for a few days, even in terrible weather, and you aren't a needy person, an elderly or a child that lions would have eaten in previous eras, you are part of the problem. Fix yourself without drawing more power and polluting everyone else's world. Figure out a way to live that if things get cold for a couple days and you don't have power, you aren't going to die. Not just not die, but not feel like you're suffering more for what people in the past have handled. If your society suffers from the only way it handles problems is to use more power, polluting more, leading to suffering by people who aren't polluting so much, which for Americans means the entire rest of the world outside, say, Saudi Arabia and its oil-producing peers, and maybe some insanely rich tax havens in the Caribbean, fix your society. Changing culture and systems begins with changing values. In this case, moving from the values of coddling, comfort, convenience, having anything you want, anytime you want, however you want it, spoiling, and externalizing costs, passing those costs off to others. We don't pay the true cost for that fuel to the peaker plants. And it's ignoring others' suffering. So those are the values that we have now. Get it for yourself. Don't care about anybody else. Provide for yourself and your personal community, but don't care about how it affects others. Instead of all those jettisoning those, well, still providing for yourself, but moving toward resilience, freedom, self-determination, independence, caring for others, stewardship. We have faced weather extremes for all of human history, and we will face more to come. If our answer is to build more peaker plants and to burn more fuel to everything, or to even to anything, we won't make it. The switch is not to suffering when it's cold. It's to resilience and independence and freedom and being able to handle ourselves. I believe that we will enjoy our deeper connection with nature, our humility, our resilience, and our stewardship. And for that matter, more delicious food, saving money, cleaner air, cleaner water, cleaner land. I can only see the increased resilience and humility improving life in every way, at least that matters to me, through joy, community, 
connection to other people, freedom, basically what I've said so far.